Well, hey, hey, and welcome back to another episode of So Talk to Me. We're on episode 82. Hi. Hey. <laughs> how's it going? Pretty good. Awesome. Yeah. Well, that's that's good. You had a good day? Yeah. It's pretty chill. Oh, well, awesome. Mm-hmm. It, uh, of course, we're going to talk about the weather, right? Um, <laughs> it got warm today. Yeah. It got muggy. It got kind of nasty. Um, it, it got up into the 80s today, which is kind of, I mean, I guess it's it's typical. It's typical, right? It's actually been unseasonably cold. Yeah, we got a weird lately. cold front. Yeah. Just, just very random. Yeah. So so it was it was strange to like walk out, to step outside because it had gotten cold and then it had gotten rainy and then to step outside and it's like super muggy because there's still rain on the ground and it's like 80 <laughs> degrees. So it felt fine on the scooter, though. Driving to work was That's nice. Good. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, but then you stop and it's like, oh, yeah, no, it's pretty gross. So that's fun. <laughs> um, but you've had a pretty chill day. Yeah. Just hung out. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't really do much. The kids went down a bit early for a nap. So and I had Ezra here today. But she's pretty chill. So nice. Well, that's good. Yeah. Three kids, but they're all pretty chill. That's <laughs> well, uh, I mean, around the time that she comes, because the time that she comes is like when our kids are eating lunch mm-hmm. and then they go down for a nap right after that. So gotcha. It's yeah. Cool. Made a delicious dinner tonight. Yes. Apparently. It was very good. No, I, I thought good. it was really good, but you yeah, you said you thought it was really good. And the kids loved it. So. Awesome. Yeah. I So it's just a pasta dish, like thin spaghetti. I like making pasta dishes because like really anything goes with pasta. <laughs> so I can be really creative and just put throw whatever I want in there mm-hmm. and spice it however I want. So I never really make, when I do like, a creative pasta dish or whatever. It's, you know, never done the same way twice. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this one, I just, I did thin spaghetti and um, I cooked some mushrooms and sausage, um, just like cut up some sausage links, smoked sausage mm-hmm. and spinach and diced tomatoes and I meant to cut up onion and garlic and cook mm-hmm. it in there first, and I just completely forgot. Um, mm. So I just added the, you know, garlic powder and onion powder, but gotcha. I would have preferred to do actual garlic and actual onion. I think it would have made it even better. But yeah, and cooked the mushrooms and everything and some olive oil. So it already had like an oily base, you know? Yeah. So it like it made its own sauce, basically. Yeah. And got all, all over everything. Yes. And yeah, just threw it together. And it was yummy. It I was... did put the the hot Thai curry, a little bit of that in there too. That spice. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I, I thought the spice was from the um from the sausage. But I guess that makes sense. I did not taste any curry, though. 
I didn't put very much in there, just enough for like an extra flavor. Kick. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, it was super good. I came home from work late today. It went to th- so Thursdays are rehearsal days for the band, and it went so super late. You always late. get home late on Thursdays, but it was extra late. Tonight. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Because we. Because there are just a ton of people on stage. There was a new song that was added, and we're doing all the songs bilingual, and so it was like just going over and over and over the songs. Um, yeah, I think there were eleven people on stage total. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Every other month, our church. So we have we have our two normal services, and we um, that are in English, and then we have another service that um is just all in spanish um which that's called nueva vida and um we have a another pastor that's over that specific ministry um Mm -hmm. but yeah so every other month when we do um communion Right, I was trying to think of how to phrase that because we don't do communion every other month. <laughs> oh, okay, I got gotcha. you. Uh, yeah, no, we do communion on the first Sunday of each month. Right, it's not every week, but, but once a month. Yeah, so every other month on the week that we do communion, um, both, uh, not churches, but all, and not all services. I don't really know how to explain it. Uh, the the Spanish ministry um, joins our service and we do like a bilingual service. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. It is really cool. I I pretty much cry every time because <laughs> I'm like, this is just amazing. Like we're all together. Yeah. Different tongues worshiping the same Hey-o. God and, you know, like, I don't, like, our pastor's preaching and you have someone like by the soundboard who is uh, translating yeah. um, t- through, I don't know, I guess whoever wants to picks up like a a listening device or something. It's an app that you download on your phone. So we actually oh, okay. just use, yeah, we just use an app and then a local Wi-Fi signal so that you connect your phone to that signal. You download the app, you connect your phone to that signal and then you can listen in. Okay. Uh, that's pretty cool. But yeah, so it's, our, last time we did it, I like, <laughs> I leaned over to our pastor and I was like, see, this is the proper use of tongues. <laughs> Someone translating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No kidding. Um, I don't know that yeah. I'd say anyone was using the gift of tongues. No. <laughs> but yeah, there was translation in case anyone yeah. broke out and... <laughs> another language um yeah yeah so there's just lots of details and i've i've had like a couple different projects because i don't know if you know this but easter is in a couple weeks (laughs) so um the lead up to that i've had some stuff that i've been working on um working on a possible like live stream and getting that set up and then also this week i went and rented there's a there's a local place here in austin you know it makes sense it's austin live music capital of the world there's a local place um that rents out audio equipment and uh they're they're a really cool place i i recommend them they take forever though because they need i guess um, well you recommend them what are they called rock and roll rentals okay 
Yeah, good stuff. It's really inexpensive for what you can get. Like you yeah. can rent an entire PA if you want to. But I rented some wireless microphones and wireless in-ear um, packs for monitors for the band, at least the the vocalists for the band. Um, but uh, what was I going to say? So setting all of that up, like getting all the wireless microphones in place, making sure they were all, you know, line checked and everything, and then setting up all the wireless monitors um, was, it was a bigger ordeal this afternoon than I expected. Um, it just took longer, but we got it worked out. Um, so there's been a number of things that are just like, yeah, just like projects that I've been working on. Um but it's exciting. It's pretty cool. As as our um, worship leader likes to say, um, we're in 2008 now. We've updated our church to 2008. <laughs> um, so that's kind of cool. But uh, yeah, there were, oh yeah, I said this earlier. There were 11 people on stage. So it was like tons of, so it was like, it was drums, bass, piano, keyboard, Two electric guitars, two acoustic guitars, four, no, five vocals, and then a click track as well. So there, oh, and a cello. I forgot the cello. So it's just a tone of like. That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And then on top of that, like they're working out the arrangements of which verses were going to be English and which verses were going to be Spanish. So I was like focusing on the the lyric slides that we had for the rehearsal tonight. I wasn't as focused on the mix. Um, so it was all pretty loud because there was just a lot of instrumentation coming <laughs> from the stage. I'll put it that way. Um, but no, it's, it's cool, but it, it was just a long rehearsal and yeah. So, but you're so home now. I, yes. Yeah, so I'm home and then I get some awesome pasta and it's just like, oh, this is nice. This is good. <laughs> this is good stuff. And I you get to it. go see a movie tomorrow with your son, God willing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm stoked about that. It's going to be his first movie going experience. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah. Um, Cause I don't know, you know, if he'll get freaked out by it. Uh, but I mean, he loves TV, so I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure he's going to enjoy it. It's the biggest it. screen he's ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure he'll enjoy it. Because um, there was a bit of an incident earlier this week with him that I've I've felt bad about all week. Um, but he crushed his finger. Um, we were in the garage because I was, I was, I had, uh, I had been lifting that morning and so I had a lot of weight on the bar, but it was on the floor because I was doing deadlifts. And uh, I needed to take the weight off of the bar so that I could put the bar back on the rack. And uh, so Ollie comes in the garage and he was basically like, hey, dad, can I help you with that? And so I was just like, oh, yeah, man, come on over. Like, definitely. Like, it was just so cute that he wanted he wanted to help out. So mm -hmm. I wanted to encourage him like, yeah, you can help. Of course, I'm an idiot because, like, why would you let a three-year-old try and take weights off of a bar? Like, of course, something was going to happen. Like, it was so – like, it was just so – in hindsight, it was so dumb. Um, so you I said like, it, not me. <laughs> yes. No, no, no. Well, actually, I'm really surprised you didn't say anything because immediately <laughs> after uh, – so, so what happened was 
you know, I lifted up the bar a little bit and had him like take the weight off and it was a 25 pound weight. So then of course what happens is he gets to the end of the bar and it like pops off and falls over. And you know, it's, it's already touching the ground. So it's not like it falls very far. Um, but, but it's a 25, but it's a 25 weight. pound weight yeah. and he's a three year old. Um, so it fell over on top of his hand and he was screaming and crying and i was just like i am such an idiot and then it was before you had woken up of course you had woken up um because he was screaming Mm -hmm. in the garage and uh no i i I was really surprised because then it all hit me like duh this was the dumbest idea in the world um and i figured you would come down and you would be upset because it was the dumbest idea in the world and yeah you just shouldn't do that so uh anyways i was like i was still tired so when you explained it to me i thought that like a weight had just like he was messing with a weight and it just fell over onto his hand gotcha because i know that like sometimes we'll prop up the weights up against like the cabinet that's in the Mm -hmm. um in the garage so I thought that that's what happened. Yeah, I didn't realize that like you were like, yeah, come help me take these weights off this bar. Yeah. And then he did. And then he got hurt inevitably. Yeah. Yeah, and of yeah. course it's like the 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 biggest weight that we have. <laughs> right? I didn't I didn't think like, oh, let him take the tiny ones off. That would be help. No. So, um so anyways, I've just been like a uh, stupid dad moment. And, uh, and we had, we had talked to, actually, it was probably like a month ago. We had talked about, um, taking him out to the movies, how he'd have a good time with that, how to train your dragon three is out. And so, you know, that, that'd be a good movie to, to go with him to go see. And, uh, so I'd been looking at times and then it just, it just never worked out whether I was just busy with school or, I mean, obviously this last weekend we were out of town and stuff like that. So then I, I kind of made it a point, like I want to take him out this weekend because, I feel bad that I let that happen to him. <laughs> um, so it's part partly out of that. Well, but. and then tonight after bath, Uh-oh. they were ups- upstairs in our bedroom like I've they always the are story. after bath time. And uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, J- Josie was messing with our tall mirror that we have and mm-hmm. It's it's very lightweight. It's not a heavy mirror. It's like very flexible. It's it's cheap, basically, is yeah. what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. But she was, you know, banging on it like she usually does, and it fell over. And he was sitting just in the right spot to where, like, the front corner of it like hits his forehead. Ouch! When it falls, I mean, yeah, it's not heavy. No. So, I mean it. It left a little bit of a red mark when it happened, but then that went away. So like there's, I mean, there's nothing there now, but like, of course, you know, he, he starts crying because yeah. it hurt. Yeah. And it was unexpected. Yeah. So yeah, he's, he needs some time. He's had a week. <laughs> also, he needs some dear fun listeners, time for himself. <laughs> please don't call CPS on us. <laughs> We're like confessing all of our parental <laughs> sins. Uh, please. <laughs> now that I notice that what we're doing here, 
um, in making this public. Uh, None of it is CPS worthy. Okay. Well, that's good. Don't worry. Because <laughs> I don't want the government to take away my kids. No. <laughs> that won't happen. Good. If CPS were to listen to this, they wouldn't, like, it wouldn't be a cause for concern. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. That's good to know. <laughs> I do not believe that Ollie, like, broke his finger. He just bruised it, by the no. way. Um, it, it's, it's been purple, and it's... Sw- it had gotten swollen the first day, it's but not it swollen had gone anymore. down. Yeah, and the bruising is going away. Yeah, yeah, but I, yeah, just at first, you know, my it doesn't thoughts. bother him. So. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty much only the first day. He maybe can the play and day. move his hand around just fine. So, so he's fine. So don't call CPS, <laughs> please, please. I love my kids. Why don't you stop talking about? Okay, it? <laughs> so next subject. Um, I I don't know. I don't know anything else. <laughs> that was pretty much it. I mean, it's been, like I said, it's been a busy week at work, um, but it's been a productive week. Like it's That's been good. fun. It has felt like a super long week to oh, me. Like not here. Just, no, well, ju- I just mean like from the last time we recorded to now feels like it's been forever. Yes. Yeah. Because there's been a lot that's going on. Yeah. Cause last weekend, we went to Victoria. We did. And I felt like we were gone for so much longer than we actually were. Hmm. Probably just because like the we were just sitting for <laughs> so long. Yeah. And I don't know, just Saturday felt like it was like two days or something. Dang. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. But, and that's that's not like a bad thing necessarily. Like the conference was awesome. Yes. I am just not used to like sitting so much. Right. No, especially especially since like, I don't know, since I've been trying to exercise more often uh, over the past few months. Uh, yeah, I, I totally agree. Like I intentionally, you know, got up early the day we left so that I could get some exercise in because I knew that I would be sitting a lot. Like mm-hmm. the drive was a good, you know, two and a half hours. And so, you know, there was that in the car. But then on top of that, we're going to be at a conference. So I knew I'd be sitting a lot. And man, this conference was packed. Um, so yes, it was lots of sitting and then like get up for 10 minutes and then sit and then get up for 10 minutes um, yep. <laughs> all day long and then go eat lunch and sit down and eat lunch and then come back. Exactly. <laughs> so um which which is great like i'm glad that there was so much teaching that went on yeah it was Um, amazing so it was awesome yeah so let's go ahead and roll into that um just like we said last week uh we figured that we would just talk about some of the stuff that we learned and some of the stuff that this was on um oh i did miss i misspoke mm -hmm. last week i said the conference was going to be on the inerrancy of scripture but it was on the sufficiency of scripture sufficiency not inerrancy yes that's true that's true we did not talk about inerrancy it was assumed that the bible was inerrant i mean i guess there was a little bit yeah it was mostly it was mostly assumed it was not necessarily defended um and i say assumed i mean like taking the bible at its word right that it is the word of god yes exactly so um so this is the south texas bible conference at community baptist church of victoria 
reading the little yeah, pamphlet. I know. <laughs> it's like right in front of my face. I can see. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, we have some friends at the church. Uh, actually, one of the pastors there is a good friend of us. Shout out to Laramie, um, who's awesome, who let us stay the with Gildans. them. Yeah, Gildans expecting are baby awesome. number three. Hey, any, literally any time now, any time now. Yes, it could be before this podcast even drops. <laughs> who knows? Between now, between now and tomorrow, the baby might drop. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, so uh, man, it was it was such a cool invitation. It's cool that it was only a couple hours away, and we got to see. Dr. James White and uh, Justin Peters. I know, crazy. Well. I never would have thought I would see those two guys in Victoria, Texas. Yeah, yeah, it is kind of, it is. So um, for all of you, so I didn't know where Victoria was personally um, until, the, well, I, I take that back. I guess times that we've hung out with the Gildens, um, they had talked about it. But basically it's right outside of Houston. It's real close to Houston. So if you think of, Texas as a whole, just think Houston's the the closest big city, right? Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. So, it, I mean, it just seemed, yeah, a little. I would say a little random, except that I do know kind of the the inside story of of how they were able to get the their speakers. Um, it it is just, I agree, not something that I would have expected, right? That it would be at a Victoria. But um, but no, it was super cool. So, um, the the conference was on the sufficiency Yeesh. of scripture, and kind of the two broad topics. Um, Justin Peters, he kind of so I didn't know much about him going in. Um, I'd seen him in the American Gospel documentary. Again, mm-hmm. highly recommended. Um, and but he has his own ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is a discernment ministry. So we'll right. talk about that in just a second. Um, and so I guess he has kind of like some standard presentations that he does. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what he did at this conference. Yeah. And his clouds without water presentation is pretty much what he did. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so, so it's about, it's about like, <laughs> I don't want to say it was just about false teachers because it's not, it's about why it's important to have good doctrine and theology yeah well i mean he sort of covers a plethora of different topics that but that all go together Mm -hmm. so like he'll hit on discernment and um on how god speaks to us Mm -hmm. um you know refuting um personal revelation and um he does talk about uh false teachers and why they're false teachers um hits on just like popular uh heresies mm-hmm. and yeah just how how the bible is god's revelation to us and we should not go outside of it yes yeah. or seek God outside of scripture, right. basically. Right. Yeah. That's, I think that's, yeah, that's a really good um, summation of kind of where he, um, where a lot of his teaching stems from. And so therefore the sufficiency of scripture, like he was talking about, you know, the, the foundation was like, we have the scripture, right. we have God's word. And um, yeah, when you do go outside it, 
here's some of the things that you see. Mm -hmm. And so he'd play clips from a lot of different people, um, basically espousing their heresies. And then he would kind of explain what was wrong with that. Um, I mean, some of the times they were more, um, they were much more blatant and obvious. So he wouldn't need to necessarily explain everything. (laughs) Um, He would give like a little lead up into it anyway. So, so yeah. So his angle of the sufficiency of scripture was that we have the scripture. Don't go outside of this. We don't Mm -hmm. need to go outside of the scripture. God has shown us how we are to, um, how we are to learn from him and Mm -hmm. to hear from him, which isn't, which is through his word. So then Dr. James White, um, his was more centered around how we have gotten the New Testament scriptures in particular, but then it it branched out to like the scriptures in general. Um, And a lot of it was about textual criticism. Why the canon is the canon. Yes. Yeah, that was a good one. That was a that was a really good talk as well, because it's kind of. Uh, well, I would I would say harder to follow, but it's not necessarily because he did a, a textual criticism, and that could be harder to follow. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so his angle of the sufficiency of scripture was like how we have gotten our scriptures, mm-hmm. basically, um, and how uh, God has has shown Himself to that what we have is actually what you know, God has revealed. Right. Which is pretty cool. Um, so those are the basic kind of things that each speaker talked on. They um, would kind of go back and forth with a lot of their presentations. So you'd hear from Dr. White and then from, uh, then from uh, Peters. But uh, there were, there were a couple times where they'd have kind of like back to back presentations. Mm-hmm. And then there was a Q&A as well at the very end, but we had to leave before the Q&A because we had to be back for our Sunday service because I work at the church. (laughs) But we caught the live stream. We did. We did, which is pretty cool um, to be able to to listen even on the drive. Mm -hmm. So that was really cool. Um, Because everything was so packed and so back to back. It was very compact. We were not able to get pictures with Dr. White. No. We tried. I did get a, a an autograph. We did. Yeah. Yeah. And I scripture brought scripture alone. Yeah. Brought our copy of scripture alone because I figured, you know, with what the the um topic of the conference was that that would work really well. Um and so Yeah. You had him sign it while I was in the restroom. <laughs> Cause it was like the only time. Yep. It's crazy. There just wasn't time i mean i guess if we were more pushy it was like one little window where like no he wasn't talking to anyone yeah and i was like shoop yeah (laughs) slip in there real quick yeah yeah Uh, we could have gotten pictures if we were more forceful like like immediately like went up to him after the but i don't know i just i tend to it's from my years of going to concerts and now working with musicians is that I don't get starstruck very easily. Um, and I tend to treat, I know this sounds weird. I tend to treat people as people <laughs> like even if they're celebrities or whatever, like I don't want to just be like, Oh, you're awesome. And I like you, you know, <laughs> like I, I'd, I'd rather just be like, Hey, thanks so much for coming. You know, like just, I, I, I I'd rather, I don't want to be that weirdo who's yeah. just like, uh, can you sign my book? Like, well, I don't know. but that, 
that's also what they're used to, you know? Right, like right. They're exactly. used to people asking for pictures or autographs and, you know, so I don't think it's, I, I don't think it's like out of the ordinary for them where it would be super annoying. That's true. That's true. That's a good point. And I wasn't like, um, sir, no. like I just went up and was like, can you please sign this for me? And yeah. And he was just, yeah. Yeah, He's exactly. very nice about it and signed it real quick. Like, thank you so much. And I just walked away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. And that's that's what I meant to, that's where I meant to take that is that I wouldn't, like, I'm not going to be, well, for one, just my general personality, I'm not a very pushy person, um, but I'm not going to be like, oh, I have to go up there and I have to get this picture with him. And well, you know, I'm going to wait around for three hours to get, like, no, he's, he's, he's a normal guy. And like, <laughs> he was really funny. He was hilarious. He was like making them jokes. I was like, I've never seen him cut it up this much before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I so for anyone who listens to his his uh podcast, the um broadcast is what I was trying to say. I think I pronounced <laughs> it with a p. Um he uh, one of the things that he says often is like he meets people and they say that he is exactly the same way as he is on the dividing line. And I would say that 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 is true that he presented himself the exact same way, um, th- but he was definitely more. I don't know. He he made a lot more jokes, and I noticed the jokes that he made were perfect for the type of person that would go to a Bible conference. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> it would not be it it would not be like for for kind of just like normal church goers if that makes any sense like you have to be a nerd and understand what he's talking about but if you do the things that he said were really funny (laughs) and it was just like back to back um he he like constantly talked about how boring his presentations were gonna be like poking fun at his own presentations like oh i get to talk about textual criticism (laughs) like riveting Mm -hmm. um but then he would like yeah just just have so many little jokes that uh yeah i agree it it was just it was very unexpected yeah i didn't think i thought he he talked a lot about the manuscripts yeah and like had you know he had like a a powerpoint presentation of like a bunch of the different manuscripts that he's seen and Mm -hmm um have worked on and so yeah he 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 even said he was like i I need to make these jokes just to keep you all awake like i need (laughs) need to keep (laughs) y'all and he had his little like animations and powerpoint that he had everyone you know he was he was talking them up and then the little things, the little images on the screen would, would move, move around. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, it's okay if, you know, you find yourself ooing and aahing and everyone would go, ooh. Yeah, it was, it was funny. It was hilarious. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, he was, he was really funny. And it, yeah, it's not what I thought. But, Justin uh, had some jokes too. He did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but Justin just had a different like demeanor just because he has that like southern draw. Yes, yeah. No, that was great. Yeah. That was great. But it was also kind of like this fatherly kind of like this stuff is important. Mhm. You know? Um but yeah, then he would he would also tell jokes. So it wasn't all 
it wasn't all super serious. I I think I think Dr. White's jokes also kind of made him like, okay, this is a little more casual. Does that make <laughs> sense after after his first presentation or couple presentations? Um, not that he seemed, you know, like nervous or uptight or anything like that. Just that like I think he felt the freedom to to to, to throw poke it fun. back. Yes. Yeah. yeah, because Dr. White was poking fun at him. <laughs> yeah, they were poking fun at each other. It was good. It was funny. It was fun. All right. So um I guess what did what did you learn at this conference? Oh man. Just sitting down for like eight hours. I mean it's funny. So I took notes on most of the most of the presentations. But it's it's funny because <laughs> when it would come to Dr. White's, I'm like, I don't I don't even know what I should write down right now. Like <laughs> yeah. I don't even um yeah, cuz some of the stuff that he's talking about, I'm just like I I'm I don't know what you're talking about. Right now. Oh really? <laughs> like, oh man. I could follow it for the most part. Um but yeah, sometimes yeah. I don't know. Maybe it was just also the timing of when he was talking cuz there was like one session where it was like right after lunch and I'm just like, "Uh, I'm so tired. Yeah. Hard to listen." Um and I think did he do the last session on Friday? I can't I remember. I don't remember. Um, yeah. But anyways, yeah, it, it when it came to like his presentations, I just like I wasn't sure what all I should write down. So the notes I have on his, his are a lot shorter than the notes I have yeah. on Peter's. Mm-hmm. Um but also Justin had like a lot more notes just like laid out in PowerPoint presentation mm-hmm. than James did. So it was, it was a lot easier to follow in that sense. Yeah. Um, so what did I, I guess, I guess your question really was like, what, what was my biggest takeaway? Yeah. Like you, you don't have to go point by point. Um, but just, yeah. What were some of your, some of the big things that you, that really stuck out to you? Probably when James was talking about like the manuscripts and just like variants within the text and just like basically how he explained how having more manuscripts like more copies is actually mm-hmm. a good thing. Yeah. And even though there are like a lot of variants, nothing has taken away from like the actual like doctrine within the texts, mm-hmm. which just proves that God preserves his word, right? Yeah. And how it is his word. Yeah, it it mostly made me just want to study it more because I think especially when you're talking to 
to atheists that just like to, you know, throw out the whole, like, well, the Bible's had like so many different translations and copies of this and that. Like, how can you even believe that it's true when so many different things say different things? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. When, honestly, when they say that, it just proves that they haven't actually done their research. They're just repeating what someone else has said. Right. But just, I, it made me want to know more so that I can be able to explain those things. Yeah. Um, and explain how actually it's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, one of the things that, that Dr. White like kind of started with in, in one of his first presentations was how he was going to talk about you know, how we've gotten our Bible and how it's important for Christians to know that and to understand why it is we believe that our Bible is actually not from a, not from a, um, like theological perspective, but from the perspective of like, how is it actually compiled? Why do we, why are these books, the right. books that we, that are a part of the Bible? And where did they come from? And how mm -hmm. do we know that these are the, you know, the books from the past, mm -hmm. basically? Um, and and so he kind of, he started off by like stressing the importance of like, as Christians, if we are, if the Bible is sufficient, right? Mm -hmm. So the sufficiency of scripture was the whole point of the conference. Um, then we ought to know why we believe what we believe, you know, why we believe that it is sufficient and why, why we believe that these this is the inerrant word of God. Right. Right. Um, and what that means. Uh, now, I, I say that why we believe this is the inerrant word of God. Technically, we believe that the original writing of the scripture is inerrant and infallible. Right. There there are fallible copies of that, of the, the originals that... Um, that that may be a part of the textual right. tradition. Meaning that they're not completely, that they're not pure. Right. Yes. Yeah. Because they're they not have, the original writings. Yeah. They may have inaccurate words or letters in them and mm -hmm. things like that. Um, but that does not take away from the, the actual like meaning of the text. The truth. Which is, yeah. which is pretty amazing. Yeah. That was something that he talked about a lot too, is the variants that we do have. 99% of them don't affect the meaning at all. Right. Like it, it would be a variant of word order, which he explained like word order is not such a big deal in Greek. Mm -hmm. um, it may be a variant of uh, like lettering or punctuation or things like that, that, that he said are, are, are honestly not even, you can't even translate them. Like it's just, the, uh, one of the explanations of word order that I'm not sure that he gave it at this conference, but the way that Greek works is basically um, you can have words in almost any order. The, um, the tenses of all the words and the, and the, the things like prefixes and suffixes all like kind of explain where those words ought to be in the sentence. Like in, in English, we don't have, our words are not as precise. And so the word order is much more important mm -hmm. for us to understand what we're saying in Greek. The word order is not such a big deal. So they, so when you're copying 
um, if you're copying like sentence by sentence, you could get the word order mixed up, but it would still mean the same thing. Mm -hmm. But because the the copy is different than the original, that would be considered a variant. Right. Um, So things like that um, are where uh, we see that that there there may be there are differences with different texts texts Mm -hmm. (laughs) different manuscripts that we have found over time but that 99 percent of those differences have no meaning whatsoever like they they do not affect anything Mm -hmm. in the in the actual like translations that we have now and what was the thing that he i can't remember what it was called um he mentioned about how they knew that the books of the Old Testament were the books. Like they had them stacked up in a particular place Mm -hmm. and like, I guess, particular person or people would like hold it. You remember him talking about that? Um, Not necessarily the holding thing. I know that that they were kept in, um, I don't remember where he said it was like within the temple or something like that. Um, that's where, that's where the books were kept. And so, um, we can, we can confirm like what, what the, um, Israelites considered were scripture. Right. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't he didn't go into as much detail with the Old Testament, Old Testament as he yeah. did with the New Testament. But he did mention that like because Jesus references the Old Testament as scriptures mm-hmm. that we can know that those were also the inerrant word of God. Yeah, and he came back to that point multiple times. So I'm going to pull up the verse real quick. Okay, so this is out of Matthew. It's chapter 22, verse 31. So this is Jesus talking to the Sadducees. And he said, um, And as for the resurrection of the dead, have you not read what was said to you by God, that I am the God of Abraham and of Isaac and of Jacob? Um. The point that he made, and there are a couple different points here that that he makes, is that one, Jesus is saying, "Have you not read what was spoken to you?" So, I mean, just kind of, uh, kind of the same thing that that Second Timothy three sixteen tells us is that these are the this is the word of God that speaks to us, mm-hmm. right? The very the by reading, it is as if God Himself is saying this. Also, he specifically says to his to his audience here, the Sadducees, "Have you not read what God what was said to you by God?" Mm-hmm. So this was actually um, God proclaiming, like making a proclamation to these people, hundreds of years after these words were originally written. Right, the word of God speaks to you. To you. Mm-hmm. Also, Jesus is holding them accountable to what God has spoken in the past through his word. So again, hundreds of years ago, when these words were written down as scripture, um, Jesus is saying that this is what you are accountable to. Mm -hmm. The very people that he's talking to are accountable to what God has said. Um, Kind of, you know, talking about the authority of 
God, but the, the the authority that Scripture has as well. It is as if God were right here speaking to you right now through the words of Scripture that was written hundreds of years ago. Um, so again, he he explained it much better in uh, many different ways. But that <laughs> I feel like he went back to that passage a lot mm-hmm. over the weekend, and um, it's it's kind of crazy because it's something that you can easily skim over. But it's just like whoa, that's so deep and so rich, mm-hmm. and it um, it brings up a lot of really good points because um, at this time. Uh, there were, I mean, not not that the not that the Israelites didn't understand what was scripture and what wasn't, but that there were, um, you know, they they were wrestling with textual issues just like we do today, um, because of the the Old Testament that was quoted, that's even quoted in the New Testament, um, that wasn't uh, the original Hebrew versions, but it was the the you know Greek Translated translations, Greek, yeah. yeah. So, um, just some, just some things like that, that were really interesting. Definitely. Yeah. And then when, also when he talked about, um, how or why some translations don't have the story of the, uh, woman caught in adultery. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That and the longer ending of Mark. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's, this is a a big kind of thing. I mean, all of the, the books that I've read, you know, not that I've read very many books, but like the book that I read and then the, um, the course that I took on critical textual, textual criticism, um, like the, this, these are, these are the two biggest portions of scripture that, um, because of textual criticism, we can see were not in the original manuscripts, mm-hmm. basically. Um, so these were most likely sections that were, uh, well, we can, we can actually trace kind of when they were added. Um, but of course we have to kind of just assume why they were added, um, the woman caught in adultery in particular, um, it is in different places throughout the gospels Mm. in different manuscripts. So it's, it's most commonly because of, I guess, because of the King James version seen in John. Um, but it's also shown up in Luke in some manuscripts. And I believe he said Matthew as well. I, I don't quote me on that, but it's jumped around to a few different places. So it's kind of, clearly like this was not in the original text Mm -hmm. if it's if it's a story that someone wanted to include now that doesn't necessarily mean that it didn't happen right just that it is not i mean it may have been a story that someone told about jesus you know even an eyewitness told about jesus that someone a scribe wanted to include you know while they're copying out a gospel like oh this was something else that happened and we want you know everyone to to know this as well but it wasn't in the inspired text exactly exactly um so there's that with the with the woman caught in adultery and then um the longer ending of mark he didn't necessarily go into kind of the the issues except kind of in in a similar fashion like the oldest manuscripts don't contain like it, it Mark the the book of Mark pretty much just cuts off, which is which is pretty interesting, which can be kind of troubling, but which is really interesting um, in what because it, it does you have to factor in in that when you're trying to um, interpret like what Mark 
like the purpose for Mark's writing and what he's trying to say through that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there are also these two other endings. There's the longer ending of Mark. And then he talked about the the, the middle. What did he call it? I don't remember. Um, but it's not quite as long, but it's like another edition at the end of Mark, which is not as common um, because it wasn't in very many manuscripts. Like mm. most of them were either like no ending. I say no ending, but that's again, that's the the best attested end of Mark is that it just cuts off. Mm-hmm. But then there are some manuscripts that have the, the longer ending. And so um, I think this kind of goes to a lot of what Dr. White talked about. Um, I agree. I didn't take as many notes because he kind of dealt with some specific things. Like he taught about what textual criticism is. And he talked about some of the issues that they run into kind of what I explained about earlier, just some of the issues with the Greek in general um, and how it's, how it's copied down. I mean, there, it's really interesting when you look into it, just the um, different forms of writing in Greek that uh, a lot of the original manuscripts are just like, are basically the equivalency of a long string of capital letters all put together Mm which is really kind of crazy. Like it's crazy that we can even understand it. Um, but he, he talked about how like, you know, after a few years of, of studying it, 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 the words kind of jump out at you, which is pretty awesome. Cause when he'd like show it up on the screen, I'm just like, wow, that's a huge jumble of <laughs> Greek letters too. I yeah. mean, you know, I can't read Greek. Um, so, so there's that, but then on top of that, I mean, it's all like, capital letters, no punctuation, no spaces or anything like that. Um, and then other, other cool things like what, what were they called? Homo Atelutan mm-hmm. and the Nomina Sacra. So like the abbreviated words for God. Right. Um, which were pretty cool. So, um, and who wrote the book of Hebrews? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah, he did. He did address that as well, which is, interesting mm-hmm. he brought up he brought up a lot of a lot of things but but they were all like more specific and so i agree i didn't take as many notes because it, it it's hard to like notate you know this specific manuscript and here's how it looks as a part of this bigger manuscript like there wasn't much for me to note except you know that we have these manuscripts but like i wasn't about to write p45 contains a little bit of john 3 right you know like that just i think it was what he was trying to do was present you know how you do textual criticism what Mm -hmm. textual criticism is and how all of this work together can give us assurance Mm -hmm. that we that god has preserved his word right is really what it is you know like we are we are um trying to get the best um the best you know manuscripts that we possibly can so that we can um get as close as possible to the original writings but really at the end of the day like it is amazing how close we have gotten mm-hmm. you know he he talked about how um our earliest manuscripts w- were probably within the lifetime of the original writers right like and how amazing that like you think about Okay, that that doesn't seem that doesn't seem particularly uh, exciting to us nowadays. But this was before the printing press. This mm-hmm. was when everything was written by hand. Right. This was at a time, that, and shortly afterwards, this was at a time where Christians were persecuted, mm-hmm. <laughs> and throughout the years, like 
their their writings were burned because it was seen as uh, it was seen as something that was against the empire. Um, so it's it's amazing that we have any of these books, much less that we have so much like a um, a glut of copies of each of these manuscripts and that they all are in such agreement about Mm -hmm. what is actually written um it's it's amazing that we that we can have so much assurance of what was originally written you know it's not a hundred percent assurance but it's you know as close as we can get a couple thousand years from the events right and when all of the evidence points towards like this is what it's actually what it what the originals actually said um, when we have copies in different regions throughout different countries mm-hmm. um, we can we can have assurance another another thing that he he talked about a lot was that because of the scattering of the church none of the works of scripture were ever could have ever possibly been controlled like could have been under one under the control of a specific group of people right if that makes sense um because because it was just when they received a letter they copied it and sent it off like it just it it was always on the move like yes. it never stayed in one spot yeah exactly so. it didn't have like, like you think about nowadays you have the pope in the vatican right right um and if if there was if we had a pope at that time <laughs> It sounds so stupid to even use it as a illustration, but here we go. <laughs> um, and they had the, you know, the the real copies of the scripture, and then they would send out, you know, things occasionally to other churches. Like we would not ever be certain. Well, that right, man would not... have had control over the word of God, right? Which in itself doesn't make any sense. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, like the fact. That it all happened the way it did, going out and not being controlled and just going out, I mean, just all over the world. Yeah. Um, is honestly just proof to me how, you know, God was just completely sovereign in preserving his word. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Um, but we can be sure that our, our scripture was not tampered with because it would take, it would take a conspiracy. And I apologize for using that word, but I mean like it would take a body of, of people who would have to collect up all the manuscripts, change them all, and then have them all go out which was impossible mm-hmm. at the time, especially once again, because the Christians were persecuted. So you see like God was working so many things together. Um, and it's funny, I'm just now kind of like thinking about this, but uh, a lot of what our pastor has been preaching on, we've been in first Peter um, for the past couple of weeks has been about like suffering and mm-hmm. about persecution. And uh, it's it's pretty amazing to think like God actually used persecution now certainly we see that god used persecution to see how the the early church like went out into the world Mm -hmm. but how that actually played a part in 
allowing us, like giving us the assurance of what we have as scripture. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. God does a lot of things at one time. And it's, <laughs> it's, it's something that I don't think that the early church would have recognized either. Right. So that's, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. The way that God works. Pretty awesome, guys. <laughs> don't know if you know this. It's pretty cool. But yeah, those those things were kind of blowing my mind. All right. Well, um, man, we have talked a lot about <laughs> textual criticism. I hope all of you guys out there aren't asleep <laughs> or super bored by these things. And, um, you know, all this, these are kind of things that we picked up on. Um, but again, it it is much uh, more interesting. I, f- I felt like it was much more compelling just coming from Dr. White because he's just so much smarter and he worded these things uh, properly. I feel like <laughs> I've got a bunch of secondhand information and I'm just like, hey, check this out. This is so cool. Um, when I, I'm not even explaining it correctly. What's that? I think if you if you go to the um, the South Texas Bible Conference Facebook page, the recordings are probably still there. Oh, nice. Okay, awesome. Yeah, well, I'll throw a link to that in the show notes so you can check it out there. Um, I would also, I mean, just some recommended reading. I would definitely recommend Scripture Alone by Dr. James White. Um, there there were definitely, he used some of the same arguments and, and explained the same things, okay, um, in the book that he did in the in the conference. It was just cool to, like, actually see him and, and kind of connect with what he was saying. Because I feel like sometimes when you read a book, like you read the same sentences over and over again. And you're just like, what does this mean? What does this mean? But like when it's someone actually in front of you speaking, it kind of makes more sense. <laughs> you lock in a little bit better. Um, uh, and then also you can always check out his ministry is uh, Alpha and Omega Ministries. So it's aomin.org. I'll throw a link to that in the show notes. He's got tons of stuff there on textual criticism if you're interested in this. Um, he's a smart dude. He's Very. getting another PhD. Uh, uh, on like specific manuscripts, <laughs> he teaches Greek. Um, he's yeah, he's 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 in the know about all this, and it was super cool to be able to sit under his teaching for, you know, for a day. Um, so that said, uh, we do want to talk about what Justin Peters had brought as well, but we've already been talking for a long time, so. We're going to save that for next week. Yeah. So so we have something to prepare for, <laughs> something to look forward to next week. Um, but of course, if you have any ideas for us, um, if there's anything, you know, if you want us to, well, not to go into more detail, because I don't know how much more detail we could go into. <laughs> True. Just because I don't have the vocabulary. I don't got you to smudge. Yeah. Sorry. Um, but if you have any other suggestions for us, you can reach us at our um, email address. It is so talk to me podcast at gmail.com. We've got our Facebook page that you can, you know, post on or message us there or whatever you want to do. Um, <laughs> we've got our on Twitter. Our handle is at so underscore talk to me. We're on Instagram. So talk to me podcast. Um, and I think that's about it. I don't think we're anywhere else. Just those places. Just. Just, Just those places. Those places. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. So before we go, do we have any other kind of recommendations? Anything else you think that uh, all those people out there in podcast land 
Or are we in podcast land and you guys are just like normal people? <laughs> We're the podcast land. Well, do you have any recommendations for all the normal people out there? All the normal people. Um, Peasants. <laughs> just kidding. I, uh, yeah, kind of, I guess I, um, I've tried a lot of different workout routines over the years, different types of exercises, I guess, if you will. Um, mm -hmm. And I haven't seen better results than the ones that I'm getting now from weightlifting. Oh, dang. Like, uh, I don't know. It, it, your body type probably also has to do with it. But like, I I used to do Zumba a lot. I used to mainly just do cardio. Mm-hmm. And never saw the results that I wanted. Um, so I'm not like, I'm not in a place where I'm like trying to lose weight specifically. Um, like, I, yeah, I mean, I've done stuff in the past where I was trying to lose weight and mm -hmm. it did help. Yes, yes. Cardio helps you lose weight. Yeah. Um, like specifically after having a baby, you know, trying to get back to the size that I was mm -hmm. pre-baby. Um, yes, just strictly cardio helped me with that. Okay. Josh was yeah. over here like, what? I was, I was giving her a weird <laughs> look because like, okay, guys, that I, I don't want to make this a long story. Um, but uh, I will just say that Samantha has gotten more beautiful over the years. Um and I've always been more into exercising than you. Yes. Yes, <laughs> you have. Um, but like almost, I, I feel like it was a few years into us getting married. You started, you started exercising more and you lost a good amount of weight. Like your, your body shape just changed. Well, I mean, just from high school to like when we did get married, I had lost like 30 pounds. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, I guess. When you after first that, when we first got a gym membership and you were going consistently throughout the week, you you dropped a lot of weight. Yeah. And your your body type changed. Mm -hmm. So that's why I gave you that look is cuz like you're saying you didn't get much results from just cardio and I'm like, uh Well, no, I said the results was... that I wanted. Okay. Okay. Because what I've always wanted is to be like um more tone like yeah. not just necessarily skinny but yeah. like just toned throughout my entire body yeah um that makes sense and just doing cardio has never done that for me gotcha. um or even just like um strength training like body weight exercises have never really given me those results gotcha. um but for the last five six weeks mm -hmm. i've been doing weightlifting and i've seen great results mm -hmm. like without going into too much detail like my body is just overall like so much more toned mm -hmm. like everywhere yeah. and i've also been doing a sort of keto diet Sort of. Not strict keto. I still eat carbs. I think it's keto. Whatever. I say keto. Who cares? 
you say that, but GIF, that's not GIF, what, that's it doesn't not matter. What it is, though. It's, it's um, an E. It's not an A. Quinoa, quinoa, whatever. I'm just kidding. Ketosis. (laughs) Keto. Whatever. That's what it is. I don't care. There's no A. Nobody cares. (laughs) Um, Except for you. So. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Yeah. I I don't do the whole zero carb thing. I don't eat a ton of carbs, but I I still eat carbs. Um, But yeah, it's just been really great for me. So. If you're like me and you're not necessarily wanting to like lose weight, but just want to tone your body, I highly recommend weightlifting. Yeah. Yeah. You, okay. Like we've, like we've established, you um, have been uh, better about exercising regularly than I have just in general <laughs> you are more you're in better shape than i am in general um, you take care of yourself better is what i'm trying to say <laughs> um but from my from my little bit of research that i have done basically um i mean i guess strength training in general but like weightlifting in particular um what it does to your body is it allows your body it allows your muscles to grow which helps your body burn more calories more fat yes more fat well. uh just by doing nothing basically because it has to maintain the bigger muscles mm-hmm. okay whereas cardio is more efficient in just burning off calories. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? So if you want, if you do just cardio, you're going to lose caloric content, right? right. And that could be muscle, that could be fat, depending on what you're eating. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're going, and but that means you are going to lose weight. You're not going to be as heavy because there aren't as many calories because you're burning the calories, but it doesn't have as long lasting of an effect as something like weightlifting does because you're actually building up your muscles so that in the long term, your body actually burns more calories by doing nothing, Mm -hmm. just by existing. It also makes things like picking up your kids easier, <laughs> which is pretty cool. Or it, well, and it naturally strengthens your core. Yeah, um, and your back, which right. is awesome. Like, yeah, which is you need for picking up kids. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, and and, and just, just doing anything pretty much. Yes, and I learned after older. I injured myself. <laughs> yeah, like my back doesn't my back doesn't hurt the way that it used to just from feeling old like it can it's, feeling old you're only 30 right right i know <laughs> but i mean like sometimes you know you just your lower back sometimes it's like oh uh, that sucks um whereas like now it'll feel sore and so mm-hmm. it feels similar but it's like oh yeah it feels that way because it's growing like because of the muscles and then when it doesn't feel like there are times where i feel like i have to brace myself when i bend over to pick something up um where it's like oh no, there's nothing there. My <laughs> muscles are actually covering this. There's no big deal. Um, again, I'm traditionally not as healthy as you are. So <laughs> there are things like that. So it's 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 been nice. Anyways, I feel like I'm rambling at mm. this point. Sorry. Um, and you've had a lot of great results from yours too. You've also been doing cardio because you've been trying to lose weight. But like. Yes. Yeah. I'm trying to do both. But yeah, more. I If I am unable to do cardio, I, I lean more towards my. my uh, 
weightlifting mm-hmm. that I'm that I've been yeah. doing. I also still do cardio, cardio, but just not as much as I used to. Yeah, I do it like a couple times a week instead of every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cool. All right. So weightlifting. That's yeah. A, that's a recommendation. <laughs> no, it's good. Um, last week I had a music recommendation, American football. And so I figure I'll just, uh, follow that up with another music re- recommendation, which is kind of, the name of the band is kind of funny, especially, um, you know, if you, if you know us, if you've been listening to us for a while, but then, um, it's instrumental music. It's just like some really good, like crazy guitar rock instrumental stuff. Um, uh, but the band is named Covet. So C O V E T. Um, but they're a really cool three piece. Yeah, I know. I know. It's, it's weird. It's like, oh, that's one of the 10 commandments not to do that, (laughs) but your music's good. So (laughs) maybe you just make me want to covet your musicianship because they're like crazy. It's, it's a, it's a crazy three piece, like a guitar, bass, drums, but they just do some like amazing sick stuff. So check them out. If you like rock music. If you if like instrumental. If you like to listen to rock music. Yeah. Then cover it. Because <laughs> they're cool. Uh, yeah. That's all. That's all the recommendations I have. Do you have anything else? Nope. All right. Well, uh, this has been episode 82. I'm so talking 82. to 82. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. Now go talk to someone. Talk to your yeah, spouse. Yeah. Talk to a friend. That means we're like 18 episodes away from 100. Bum, bum, bum. We need to figure out what we're going to do for that one. Yeah. It's probably a good idea. It's probably a good conversation to have off air. Yeah. Okay, bye. 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 <laughs>